law of self-defense content you are about to enjoy is presented for general educational purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice. If you are in need of legal advice, consult competent legal counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Welcome to our ongoing coverage of the Minnesota murder trial of Derek Chauvin over the in-custody death of George Floyd. I'm attorney Andrew Branker for Law of Self-Defense, providing guest commentary and analysis of this trial for legal insurrection. Anyone interested in a free podcast version of our daily legal commentary and analysis of the Chauvin trial can access the Law of Self-Defense News and Q&A podcast available on most every podcast platform, including Pandora, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, Google, or just get an RSS feed for your favorite podcast player. You can get all those links at lawofselfdefense.com slash free podcast. Now, today marks a week and a half since the state has begun presenting their case in chief, and they have yet to nail down a key issue in this case, which is what exactly caused Floyd's death. We know they don't believe that Chauvin intentionally killed Floyd because Chauvin is not charged with an intentional killing. All the various charges against him, including the odd use of the term murder preferred by the state of Minnesota, are unintentional killing crimes at worst, such as felony murder or reckless homicide. They sometimes suggest in passing that Floyd was killed by asphyxia, lack of oxygen to his tissues, perhaps induced by Chauvin's knee on Floyd's neck or pressure placed on Floyd's body by other officers or by positional asphyxia or a purported failure to place Floyd in the so-called recovery position. The problem with this approach is twofold. First, it's impossible to determine with any degree of certainty, much less beyond a reasonable doubt, that any of the physical actions of the officers, including Chauvin's knee, in the absence of any sign of a neck trauma, actually caused any degree of asphyxia. One can speculate that cause and effect, but speculation does not get one to proof beyond a reasonable doubt, at least not in the context of an evidence-based alternative explanation for asphyxia. And that's the second problem with this approach. That alternative explanation is, of course, Floyd's threefold fatal levels of fentanyl. Fentanyl overdose kills by inducing asphyxia because of the drug's effect on suppressing respiratory function as well as inducing foaming in the lungs. And the only person responsible for Floyd's ingestion of overdose levels of fentanyl is Floyd. To say then that Floyd died of asphyxia, as the state did yesterday through the testimony of emergency room physician Langenfeld, does nothing at all to direct fault to Chauvin or the other officers involved and away from Floyd because it is at least as likely, arguably far more likely, that this asphyxiation was the result of Floyd's own conduct, not the conduct of the officers involved. That doesn't get us to proof of guilt beyond a reasonable doubt or anything close to it. Indeed, unlike Floyd, the officers could have no clear idea of exactly what Floyd had shoved into his mouth and ingested, what drugs he might have taken and still have in his system shortly before contact by police, how frequently and recently Floyd had been using or been clean, what Floyd's tolerance to any given dose of drug might be, what comorbidities such as severe hypertension, cardiac disease, cardiac artery occlusion Floyd might be suffering from, and other factors that played as decisive a role or a more decisive role in Floyd's demise than anything any of the officers did in the course of making Floyd's lawful arrest. 
At some point, the prosecution is going to have to present evidence of the precise mechanism by which they believe Chauvin killed Floyd. That this purported mechanism of death was not otherwise lawful conduct by Chauvin, and that this purported mechanism of death is proven beyond a reasonable doubt, despite the presence of perfectly obvious and evidence-supported alternative explanations for Floyd's death that place no fault on the officers. Will that day be today? Will that day ever come? Well, you can join us live today and find out. We're covering the trial live as we do every day with our live blogging and a live feed of the court proceedings, all of that embedded in the text version of today's content. And of course, later today, we'll have the end of day wrap up commentary and analysis as well. All right, folks, until later, I'm attorney Andrew Branker for Law of Self-Defense. Stay safe.